in the house. Excited for the word. Um, just get right into prayer and uh, expect tonight. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this awesome time to be in your house. We give you honor, praise, and glory. We love you. Father, we just pray for the anointing tonight. Father, we just pray that everyone opens opens their heart to receive tonight, Father. And just not be hearers of the word, Father, but we also be doers of the word, Father. Get your name, Father. We love you. We honor you. We glorify you. And we just pray that you be with us tonight. Be the ones that weren't able to make it tonight, Father. And we just give you all the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, our trust is in you and no one else. Father God, we come, Lord, on behalf of this church, these people. God, our country, our hope is only in you, Lord, only in you. And Father God, tonight we just reach out to you, Lord, and we plead your mercy on a sinful people, on a sinful land. Oh, God, forgive this country of its iniquities, of its wickedness, of its sins, its rebelliousness. Oh, God, we're in a state of desperation, Lord God. And we look to you on behalf of this land and this country. And Father God, we just pray, help people, help churches, help the people of churches. Realize, God, the situation, Father God, help them to realize, God, that they must experience you, Lord, that they must express, God, their hope in God, that they must come before you, Lord, and seek your face, humble themselves, fall upon their knees, turn from their wicked ways, O oh God, from their wrongdoings, for the abominations, God, that are being committed in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray and plead with you tonight, God. Help us, help us, Lord, come before you, say thank you God for the love you have the compassion you have and the mercy you have and the grace that you have poured out upon us freely without cost in Jesus name Amen Amen Praise Lord Hallelujah I've had a real strong urging ever since before I came and it's one of those times I don't I don't even know what it's for. I just know it's prayer. It's an urgency. And it's just it's prevalent. So what I'm gonna do tonight, I'm just we're just gonna let the Holy Spirit lead and I'm just gonna call on different ones and when I do just offer up a prayer. And uh, I believe the Lord will show us the Lord to give it to you. What it is, there's a need somewhere other than one I just prayed about. But we're gonna do that right now. And uh, Brother Tanner, would you start us off? Father, thank you for tonight, Father. Lord, we just love you. Lord, we worship you tonight, Father. Lord, I pray for, for God, I pray for strength for a weak church. Father God, I pray, oh, God, strength, Father God, into your church, Lord. Father God, with their believers all over this nation, yes, all over this Jesus. world, Father God, that are tired. Father God, that are weak, Father God, Lord, that are, are have come to you, Lord God, with petitions, Lord God. They're tired, Father God. I pray strength into these believers, Lord. I pray, Lord God, for a, a, just a note. Uh, a strength, Father God, and a vibrance from within, Lord God, Father God, Lord, to yes, be able to Lord, push forward, Lord. God. Father, we come against the things that have come it's against Lord for so long, Lord God, and held them back. Father God, we Jesus. come against the demonic attack of the enemy. We come against these things that strain the believer, Father. 
I pray, Father God, Lord, that the believer can put aside distractions, Lord, and, and to put aside the things that entangle us, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord God, for strength for your church, Lord, strength to your believers, yes. Lord. Strength, Father God, Lord, to keep pushing forward, Father God, and to see your face with fervency, Lord. Father, we ask these things we believe in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Holy Jesus, we praise you. Thank you, Lord. We join with that prayer, God. Sister Kenya, go right ahead. Underneath our, our youth, Father, our oh, young generation, Lord. Father. They're, they are the next generation, Touch Father. So, Father, we just pray for our oh, pastors. Jesus. We pray for our leaders, Father. We pray that we all stay the course, Father. We need you in this time. And they will make the difference, Father. And we just give you all the honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Praise and glory unto thee, O God, Brother Sean. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We're nothing without you. I'm just a vessel for your using, Father, and I pray that you help uh, our entire church and every church on this planet to understand that, that we are here for you. It's not the other way around. Please help me to to get the things in my life straight so I, I see the perspectives in which you want me to see them. I pray that everyone here, the church in general, sees sees as you want us to see, that we walk as you want us to walk and not the way that we want you to walk. Please give us a boldness. Give this nation a boldness. Give the church a boldness. To be bold as lions, for we are righteous in your sight only because of the blood of Christ. We pray that you you fill us with our ho- your Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us to align ourselves, to sanctify ourselves, to make ourselves a living, holy sacrifice before you so that we could be honored with the, your presence, which is your Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Please help each one of us, myself included, to to sanctify and to to cleanse myself and to get the things out in our lives that we don't need. Open our eyes and reveal the things to to us that you don't like. And that goes for me. That goes for every church on this planet, Father. This the body of Rock Harbor Church to to everywhere, Lord. Help us to wake up because the days are getting shorter. You are returning soon, and I don't want to not miss your coming, Lord. Lord. There are many out there that need you, Father. Please give us the boldness to speak to those that are lost, even the ones that we think we can't speak to, or or they may be abrasive, or or they curse, whatever it is. Give us the strength and boldness to proclaim Jesus over everything, over fear, over 
danger over whatever it is in the lives of those around us or in our families, Father. Please help us to disciple those around us and to put the, the thoughts and cares of everyone around us before ourselves, to be selfless, to love. Help us to, to live and walk in the Spirit. Fill us, endure us, to give us the strength to make it through whatever is coming ahead. I pray that you bless Rock Harbor Church, everyone that's here and everyone that's not here, Father. I pray that you bless our pastor. I pray that you bless Sister Judy and Tanner and Brother Waylon and Milton, everyone that's ever been in this church and everyone that will ever be in this church, Father. You are out of time. We are in time. But I pray that you move everyone and bless everyone that has ever been here or ever will be here, Father. That you strengthen them and anoint them and pinpoint them to the purpose that you made them for. So that we can all operate in a body in unity and togetherness and be in one accord. Yes, Help sir. us to learn your word, to know your word, to walk on your word. To use that two-edged sword, to speak it over things in our lives, Father, and to speak it over other people's things in life, to speak it over this nation, mm -hmm. and to not hold back. Whenever the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, whenever you tell us something to do, whenever you tell me something to do, that we do it, yes, that we don't second-guess you, that we just act on it. Because if it's you, it will line up with your word, and I pray it's that you Lord. give us the discernment to know mm -hmm. that it's you, so that we react and act only in the Father's will, and that you... You bless us accordingly, Father, so that we may bless others. We thank you for everything that you're doing in this church. We thank you for your sanctification. We thank you for the trials. We thank you for the blessings. We thank you for the joy. We thank you for everything. We rejoice always and pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks because this is your will. And I pray that you help us to activate that within our lives and live that every step, every day, that we wake up with joy even if we're in pain. That we lift up our hands and praise you even if we don't want to. Oh, yes. Help us to be in a constant state of worship and praise towards you wherever we are, whether it's here at church, driving down the road, at Walmart, wherever it is that we, we walk in your presence and bring your presence wherever we go so that we may better proclaim Jesus. Mm -hmm. We thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We agree, Lord God. Brother Kenny Lane. Oh Lord, thank you and praise you, my dear God. Father, I pray for the, the deaf. The dental lost the deaf here, Lord. Mm. Not just physically, but mentally there, Father Lord. Yes, Lord. They're deaf and truth there, Father Lord. Open their ears, dear God. They may hear and receive your word, God. Father, we pray for the blind to hear and follow the Lord Jesus. Once again, not just physically, but spiritually to hear and follow the Lord Jesus. So they hide the error to follow the Jesus. They don't want to see nothing. Mm -hmm. I need them to see you, Lord. Yes, Lord. I need them. I need them to see you, Lord. Lord, make them the Lord of their life. Yes, Lord. Father, we open spiritual eyes and ears to error to follow the Lord Jesus. All across this land, they're to follow the Lord. We might receive, they might receive you, they're to follow the Lord. Oh, yes, God. Yes, Lord. The one who gave all on the cross. For everybody, not just one, but for all. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Amen. We receive God. We agree. We agree, Lord. Brother Jimmy. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you tonight, Lord, we just ask you, Lord, to God, just to reach out, Lord, to God. Lord, we ask you to bless your church, Lord, to God, Lord. 
We ask for your strength, Lord your God, in your church, Lord. We ask you, Lord your God, to reach out and touch each one, Lord your God. Lord, all over the world, Lord your God, Lord, the people that believe in you, Lord your God, stand for you, Lord. Lord, that you would give them strength, dear God, Lord, and help them, Lord, bless them. Yes, God. Oh, Lord, let your love and mercy, dear God, flow through them, Lord, dear God, tonight. Lord, we ask you, Lord, dear God, just to, oh, Lord, come against these, this sickness, this virus, Lord, dear God. Lord, that these in the hospital, Lord, dear God, that you put your hand upon them, Lord, dear God. And, Lord, through it all, Lord, dear God, that you would be glorified, Lord, and lifted up. And, Lord, we just praise you tonight, God, we glorify you for everything. Lord, I ask you, Lord, to God, to strengthen me, Lord, strengthen my, strengthen Linda, Lord, to God, help to God in this church, Lord, to oh, God, yes, Lord. Lord. And encourage Jesus. and lift up each brother and sister, Lord, to God. Those that are here and couldn't be here tonight, Lord, we ask you, dear God, Lord, just to move in the spirit on them, Lord, dear. Oh, God, in the middle of the night, Lord, to God, let your spirit move, Lord, to God, and touch. Let your love and your mercy, Lord, shine through, Lord, to God. Lord, oh, God. And, Lord, we just ask you, Lord, to God. We know, Lord, to God, that this is a sinful world, Lord, to God. A lot of sin in it, Lord. But we ask you, Lord, to God, to, to come against it, Lord, to God. The only way that you know how, Lord, to God, Lord. And, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to God, to strengthen the church, to God, that there'd be a light, Lord, unto the world. God, to help, to God, to encourage, to lift up, Lord. God, to God, touch each one, Lord, to God, Lord. To give up strength, Lord, to God, Lord. Oh, and have mercy upon yes, us, Jesus. Lord, to God, Lord, and heal us, Lord, to God, in Jesus' yes, name Lord. of Christ. Yes, Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, God. Yes, it's yes, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. Sister Jessica. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your name, God, Father. We continue, Lord. Brother Wesley. Lord God, I just lift all the youth up in this church, Lord God. Yes, we do, Lord. It's all from the babies to the teens, Lord God. I just ask you, keep them safe as they're out there in this crazy world, God. Oh, God. Just bless them, touch them. Let your anointing flow through them, Lord God. As a church, Lord God, let us lead them and guide them and teach them the things that they need to hear and they need to learn about you, Lord God. Let us let us be those leaders that, Lord God, you've called us all to be in their lives, Lord God. As, 
as they're in the schools, Lord God. Protect them from the craziness that's in this world, Lord God. Yes, Jesus. Your hand on them. Bless them. Keep them safe, Lord God. And just you always be on their mind, Lord God. Let them be a light wherever they go, Lord oh, God. Yes. Don't let the don't let the people out there, the worldly kids that they're hanging around, Lord God. Don't let them get control, Lord God. I just speak that these children, these kids of this church, Lord God, the ones that we're here trying to, to bring up in your name, Lord God, I just ask that they be the leaders out there in this cruel world, in this crazy world, Lord God. Let them be the one that all the rest of the kids look up to, Lord God. Let them speak your name boldly, yes. Lord God. I speak boldness into each and every one of these children, Lord God, so that, so that they can carry your name with them. They can carry your name before them, Lord God. And I just speak that they have authority, Lord God, when they speak your name. And that people will see that in them. And that people will see something in them, Lord God, that the world doesn't have to offer. Lord God, they, they will be able to tell them, Lord God, who it is that their boldness and that their happiness and that their peace comes from. Lord God, I just ask that you just continue to use us as a church, Lord God, to lead and guide these people, these children, Lord God, these kids, these teenagers. Lord God, so that they will make the right choices as they're out there in this world, Lord God. And they will do the things, Lord God, that is that is okay in your eyes, Lord God. That's not okay in the world's eyes. Let them see the difference, Lord God. Let them see the difference in the things of the world and the things that you want them to do, Lord God. And I just pray that you lead them and guide them and direct them and always be on their heart and always be on their mind so that they will make the right choices, Lord God, and that they will follow you and that they will serve you. And Lord God, we just ask this in Jesus. Yes, Lord. In your name, Amen. Jesus. In your name, Jesus. Sister Linda. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to you tonight for your many blessings. Lord, we're so thankful that you care so much about us. And Lord, we pray that you will be with our leaders. Let us country turn back to you. Father, we just pray that Rock Harbor Church, that we, the members of it, will just be a light to the community. Lord, that we'll speak the right thing. We'll let our your love show through us. Move us out of the way and let your spirit shine through yes. each one of us. Oh, Heavenly Father, you're so wonderful and we just praise you tonight for what you've done. Lord, not only our words that we speak in love and about you, but Lord, our attitude and our the tone we speak to other people. Lord, we must be a, a light for this community. Oh, Father, people are just going about and not caring but Lord the time is going short and we just oh Father we need you yes, we and do. help us yes, we do, Lord. to give in to, to your will and move us out of the yes. way our will out of the way and that your spirit lead us oh, yes. Lord we thank you for that we praise you praise you Jesus. we praise your name Jesus yes Lord God. accordingly we give you praise honor and glory Lord Sister Jennifer Hallelujah, Lord. We just thank you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. We come to you humbly, Lord, but boldly, Lord. I pray an excitement, Lord, a thrive, a thirst, a hunger, Lord. I just thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Throughout our land, Lord, I just pray that that our, our nation, Lord, just stands up boldly, Lord, and just starts to speak your word, Lord, just the fire of your word just coming out of our mouths, Lord. Just let it start with us, Lord, now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for a a, a river of life. Well, I thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you for everything that you've given us, Lord. I just pray that you just flow out of us, Lord, a living water to flow and to just overflow and overfill and overcome this earth, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. I worship you and I praise you, Lord, and I give you all the glory and honor and praise, Lord. I worship you. Praise God. 
Praise God. We do, Lord. All the glory. All the glory. Praise God. Lord. Sister wife, grab it here. Jesus, come, Lord Jesus. Yes, God. Brother Kenny Robbins, go right ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God, we join together in all these prayers. Brother Jeffrey, you got a prayer, brother? Yes, God, we do. Love you and thank you, Lord. Praise God. Just give the Lord a praise. Would you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know you realize there's a lot of power went up right there. Amen. God heard every one of those prayers joined together and coupled together, and we heard a lot of things prayed. A lot of things. So God bless you tonight. Go ahead and be seated and just glory be to Jesus. We're going to discuss here for just a, a few minutes, not in line with some of the things that I've heard, might not have actually heard this specific, specific word. I want you to get involved. This is something, again, involves everybody, includes everybody. And I appreciate the prayers. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus. Jesus. 
believe if you're in the right place, they're continuing spirit of urgency. And by right place, I'm talking about the right spiritual place. I believe God allows us to know what we need to be praying. And that's very evident. But there's something, uh, I don't, I'm just not sure that uh, the general person really knows the true uh, meaning of it. And we hear it constantly. We hear it all the time. It's spoken of in the Bible. And I know it's something that's been on Brother Tanner's already mentioned that to me, I believe, a little over a week ago, uh, that the Lord had been dealing with him about uh, repentance. Not specifically him repenting, but the subject of repentance. But I will add to that, we all need to be constantly repenting. Amen. It's not a one-time deal. Amen. It's not that we repent and go on and we're, we're good forevermore. And I know there's some teaching that adheres to that particular ideology, but uh, I don't. And uh, I know we're saved. It's not like that we lose our salvation just because we we do something wrong or because we or we sin through temptation. That probably happens or most surely happens to everybody, but we need to know what repentance really means. Uh, when we, when we uh, draw somebody to the Lord or witness to them, we need to be sure that we know what repentance means. What's involved, what it includes, and it's a, it's an absolute must that we really get. And I'm going to say this: that we really get the complete grasp and understanding and knowledge of what repentance is all about. First of all, it's not just lip service. It's not just saying a few words and then everything's fine and great and I'm well on my way to heaven. Uh, the Bible tells us and teaches us, but it's one of those things that you have to mine. You have to dig it up and you have to really search and, and apply yourself and find out, okay, I want to know what repentance means. I want to know what it means for one to repent. And that was the beginning message of the gospel of Jesus Christ before Jesus ever arrived, John the Baptist was out along the Jordan and he was preaching repentance through baptism. Now, there's a whole other subject, but we're going to go to some scriptures tonight, but again, this has been on Brother Tanner's heart. I don't know exactly what. We didn't share a whole lot, but I want to give him an opportunity to maybe share that why and how that impacted him or at least inspired him to really be moved in this particular subject. So go right ahead, Tanner. That, uh, that subject on repentance, it's, uh, it's a very interesting package because when you, you start to consider what actually takes place when you repent and what you're actually asking for and doing when you begin to come before the Lord and actually do just that, you're, you're going to repent. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to repent of my sins. And I've seen a, I've seen a, a church, I'm talking about Rock Harbor, I'm talking about as a, as a whole, uh, a church that has begun to unpack a lot of the valuable things from our faith and just take on the things that are most convenient. Mm -hmm. So when we start talking about repentance, uh, it's almost like it's been watered down to a, I'm sorry. Come on. And so what happens in repentance is, is that's literally to me, the way that God has dealt with me about it, it's an adoption of a perspective. That's, first of all, that's what repentance is because you can't actually repent properly unless you know who you've offended and why you're even doing it. So once we start reading God's word and we actually understand what offends God, 
then you can actually go to him and begin to take the first steps into actually giving proper repentance. Because, you know, when I come before him, I mean, just to simply say, oh, you know, sorry about that. Made a mistake. Won't do, won't do that again. Do, you, do we actually realize the ramifications of offending a living God? I think that's one of the biggest things is, is that realization of it's an offense. You know, God's not waiting to strike you down. That's not him. He's not waiting to, to, to point out your faults or to embarrass you or anything like that. But I think God's people have got to adopt his perspective of what sin is in order to properly repent. If I've got his perspective, now my perspective is I go to him and I say like a kid, sorry, you know, when you say your kid, say you're sorry, sorry, you go away. And you, what do you always say? Now hold on a second, you didn't mean that. You tell him to come back and you tell him to really put some heart into it. It's the same way with God. And to, to understand his heart and to understand the way he sees it, not the way I see it. God, I want to see sin the way you see it. How do you see it? And so when we begin to adopt that perspective, when we begin to adopt really the way he sees it, then we can take the first steps into properly repenting. But there's no proper repentance unless we understand what sin is. Right. Uh, Greg, you said something there, and you mentioned the word sorrow. And sorrow is definitely a part of repentance. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two kinds of sorrow. One of them is a worldly sorrow. The other is a godly sorrow. A worldly sorrow is, I'm sorry I got caught. I'm not sorry for what I did. I'm sorry I got caught because I'm afraid of some kind of punishment. Right. A godly sorrow is a sorrow that develops in the heart when one becomes conscious that they've wronged God or trespassed God or, or sinned or lived a wretched life. I mean, that's part uh, of conviction plays a part in generating that knowledge within us that there's something I need to do and that something is repent. Uh, so what what does the word itself really mean? Uh, I said we hear it all the time in church. It's a word that's commonly used. Uh, does anybody want to repent? Raise your hand. Okay, we raised our hand and we repented. Really? I'm not saying that can't happen. But when you consider this and really you consider it in depth, it requires some real meditation, knowledge, and understanding on what it is that I'm doing if I repent. Mm -hmm. yep. Because, as he said, we've got to know who we've offended, and, of course, that's God. That's the first thing. If you don't know who you've if you're just sorry to the air, mm -hmm. or sorry even to yourself, yeah, right. or sorry to somebody else, and you're never sorry to God for offending him and trespassing against him, then you've really missed out on repentance and what what it's really all about. Uh, there's a scripture I want to guide you to. It's found in the book of Mark, chapter 1. And it says, John uh, 1, 4, John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. The baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. So what's the first requirement before let's what what's let me what's remission? That's kind of a I guess semi fancy word. <laughs> what's remission mean? Do away with. Do away with. Yeah. Uh, it, it, in essence, biblically, it's talking about freed from imprisonment. Remission means being freed from imprisonment. Charges dismissed. Everybody ever heard that term? Right. What happens when your charge is dismissed? 
and they'll be free to go, right? But there's an added bonus here, we could call an added bonus, of forgiveness from any penalty, anything that would be harmful to us, that's the remission of sins, but remission of sins can only come about as repentance as the first requirement. There has to be repentance in the heart, repentance in the life, which is true sorrow, which, yes, very well involves tears, weeping, time on your knees, and it, it's an experience, really, it's not just, a, okay, I'm repented, and it's over with. So repentance is a lot deeper than what we might really readily uh, be able to identify or or uh, even in explaining it to other people. We, we need to know ourselves so we can explain it to other folks. Right. You know, I've talked to people before and, you know, talking about the Lord and coming to church and, and getting saved. And, and how many, have any of you ever had anybody say, well, let me think about it for a while? Yeah. That ever happened to you? And first reaction, think, well, what in the world's wrong with you? You need to make up your mind right now. But you know, that's not a bad thing. They need time to consider what this is about. And we need to take time to explain and help. Uh, but, you know, the church's understanding of what it means to repent, it, it's, it's absolutely necessary that we, we get that individually, that we be better equipped with an explanation and uh, know how to talk to people about what repentance truly is. So John, being the pre-runner pre of or forerunner of Christ here was out here preaching repentance uh, through the mission of sins before Jesus ever approached him and was baptized by him. So, uh, and, and that's a whole other subject. Uh, I don't want anybody to get tangled up in, in the baptism, no baptism, or how does baptism work and <laughs> repentance and all that. It's a whole other story. So, uh, anyway, we're talking about repentance tonight. So, either Brother Tanner or somebody else. Go ahead. I don't remember when it was a couple of weeks ago. I think I mentioned it to you, that, and you were talking about something on the end times, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And we were trying to talk about stuff back there too, and Tina got all worked up about things and was wanting to know good, bad, and all that. And we got we actually got off subject and got on, and it's like it got to a point because they wanted to learn about heaven and hell. And I told them it's like, "Hey, you got to do this, got to do that," and it came down to a point where it's like, "Well, first you got to repent," and then I was trying to teach them what repent means. Uh, Annabelle, do you remember what repent means? Oh, okay. Brooklyn would, but she's not. But that's okay. That's okay. And I wanted to teach them that it means to turn away from whatever right. it is they're the dealing opposite. with. To do the opposite and try to get away from it. And technically, you can't even get to Christ until you repent. But uh, now, I'm glad you said that because there is a worldly repentance. Yeah. I feel bad about it, so I'm going to change my ways. Well, that's not a godly repentance. It's good that a person changes their ways, but a godly repentance is, brings you into a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, brings you into the kingdom of God, a true, godly, genuine repentance. And, uh, you know, you're talking about teaching the kids uh, the meaning of it. Uh, first of all, the younger they get it, then they'll be a step ahead, of course and not knowing and understanding uh, but uh, somebody we mentioned sorrow a while ago and Paul brought this up in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 and he was talking about a godly sorrow and uh, and that how did he put it that uh, he wasn't sorry that he made them sorry 
because he needed to make them sorry that they would be godly sorrow which would produce repentance mm -hmm. yeah. so at the preaching of the word that bears conviction and carries the message of conviction forth and again the workings of God takes that conviction in the heart of an individual and begins to create the beginnings of repentance mm -hmm. and begins to kind of stir if you will and the process uh, again brings about finally when a person and this this is kind of a multi-step process because there's involved not just a change of mind and all, our mind does have to get changed we repent our minds got to get changed right. our mind goes from thinking about worldly things to thinking about God things Amen. our character has to change so yeah there's a change of a lot of things mind character heart how about lifestyle? Amen. Somebody comment on that. If we're going to repent, go ahead, Brother Jesse. Uh, lifestyle change. Uh, I've been saved, you know, younger, when I was younger, but in 2002, me and Jim, we were living in Tulsa, and uh, before, you know, I got saved, and it just lasted a little while, you know, I still did my music, you know, I talk about my music, because it was a big, that was a big thing for me, you know, back then. Um, but I would... I got saved, but I still do and continue in doing what I was doing, and that's kind of what you know really repented. When I wasn't doing anything because I didn't really change. I, I said what they wanted me to say in church, but anyway, in 2002 I came home, but I had been uh, I've been having trouble going to sleep at night because I kept thinking, man, I, the Lord was really dealing with me. I never felt anything like that at night about you need to go to church, you need to go to church, and I never even said anything to Jen. I went to work, I came home, and it was like a Friday, and I said, I said, man, I don't. I said I can't do this anymore. I said I, I gotta go to church. I said I, I gotta, I gotta rededicate my life. She's been going through the same thing. Well, when we went, we was going to Victory. It was a big church, but we went to Victory, and I rededicated. I mean, we we were ready. I rededicated my life, and that's when I really, I think that's when I really kind of understood what repentance was. Because when I repented, then when I messed up. I did mess up, you know. I didn't want to give my music up, but I, I felt like I really offended the Lord. You know what I mean? I felt bad. I mean, it almost kind of like broke my heart. Kind of like felt bad. You know? Yeah. And that's when, that's when I felt. That's when I knew things were different for me. That's when I was like, man, I, Lord, forgive me. I'm gonna, because repentant means you change your ways, you change your old ways, and you go, you go the new way. So. That's when I went in there, and everyone, a lot of my friends and my brother thought I was crazy. I, all my, all my CDs, cassettes, whatever I had at the time, everything to do with my old life, I threw in the trash. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, that's when I started realizing, hey, repentance isn't just—it's almost like you hurt your parents' feelings. You know, mm -hmm. we, that feeling when you hurt their feelings, you're like, oh man, mm -hmm. that's that's how I started exactly. feeling. So that's when I kind of knew the difference between the world. To me, that was kind of the difference. Yeah, that's good. Um, the uh, constant and ever increasing move to desensitize the church about repentance and when I say desensitize there's a lot of desensitizing we're supposed to be sensitive right. to the Holy Spirit sensitive to the workings of God uh, uh sensitive to impose dangers spiritual dangers but there's an atmosphere of desensitizing mm -hmm. and and
kind of weakening or taking away from the most important things in the body of Christ, and we call them fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? Yep. And, you know, I try to warn without sounding demanding, but this social media stuff is just constantly bearing on me how that is desensitizing people from the truth of God and the way we're supposed to be for God. And it, it has a, really a crippling, and a, you said it earlier, a weakening effect. Uh -huh. I'm not yeah. saying it's all bad. There's ministry goes out on, but it's just there's something there in this atmosphere uh, that is that is by and large really having an effect upon the body of, of Christ on earth. Amen. And we need to we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when it comes to this. We need God. I need an understanding of your what repentance really is. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, I mentioned tears earlier, weeping. I remember the day when you could you'd slide around on the altar because there was tears all over it. It was so wet because people shedding tears and weeping, and I'm talking about in repentance. And just you, you, if you tried to, you couldn't fight them away from the altar because they were just rushing to it to repent before the Lord and to get their lives straight. And my question is, what in the world has happened with that? And I don't, I don't. Other than this, again, this this great uh, uh, prevalent atmosphere that's about us that continually, continually, continually weakens the, the very basic power structure of the church and repentance is, and a bad understanding of repentance is one of them because it's trying to be watered down, adulterized, weakened to mean something that is nothing at all. When it's everything in the development of a relationship with God, repentance absolutely must and has to come first. Amen. Master, you know, you made a really good point there. And uh, I want to make two points. One, you, you, you're talking about the, the people who used to you know, be at the altar and there was a lot of tears. And it makes me just ask the question, well, if we're not seeing it now, it's one of two things. Either the sin problem has been fixed and people aren't sinning as much or people aren't as repentative as they used to be it's just you, you can only go one way or the other we know which way that is I'm going to talk just for a second about that dynamic because you know when, when, a, when a person comes to the Lord for the very first time it's a different dynamic than when you or I come and repent and the reason I say that is, is you look at someone who comes to the Lord, and I mean, it's just, I mean, it's raw, it's it's beautiful, tears are flowing, everything just comes off the board. I mean, just everything gets just out there, and all the emotion, everything comes out, all of just this one gush, in most cases, and and all of a sudden, I mean, you, the smile comes across their face, they're clean, they're happy, and then it changes. Now, the dynamic's a little bit different for you and me, and the reason I'm, I'm saying this is because for you and me, we have to be a little more careful because we can get to the point, and, and I'm saying this in, in connection with what Pastor said, we can get desensitized to the whole repentative process where we begin to just kind of like, I did it again, and I did it again, I did it again. I've been, a, I've been in you know, church for 30 years, and you know, we just kind of a process that we go through, and, and before too long, um, no disrespect, it's almost like you're going in and saying you're Hail Marys and having being sprinkled with holy water. Does that make sense? It's just a process. So it's a different dynamic. We have to be a little, we have to we have to really consider what 
how how it affects the Lord when we sin. And, and I am not one for beating myself up, but I'm also not one for letting myself off the hook when I've offended the Lord. Let go. me explain this, that I will, I will allow that. I will, whether it be a day, and just consider what I've done. You know, and, and I relate back to this because I learned a lot from this. You need, you need to go to your room and think about what you've done. You remember that. And the Lord's not beating me up. He's not doing that. But I think it's it's imperative for Christians because of the dynamic and because it, maybe you're if you're here tonight, I think everyone here is seasoned in the Lord. You you're seasoned. You've been in the you've been in the walk for a while. Then when we've offended the Lord and we recognize what we've done, we need to think about it. We need to consider it. I, I think too often we try to fly through it because we really don't want to have to mess with it and face it and consider the ramifications and all that. Hey, God's a good God. He's a forgiving God. And yes, he is. But what are we doing to ourselves if we let ourselves off the hook again and again and again and over yep. and over again before too long? We don't even realize what we're doing anymore. And it's just a ritual to come to him and say, would you forgive me? I messed up again. Would you forgive me? I messed up again. I've lived this myself. I'm giving you a personal testimony. And God woke me up to the reality of life and the reality of and what you're doing. Do you realize what you're doing? You can't keep doing this. And so there's a, it's, a, it's a real thing to repent and to realize that there's a different dynamic uh, for, for seasoned Christians to, to continue to sin than it is when someone comes to the Lord for the very first time. It's just different. Amen. Uh, Spark the thought there. Uh, making excuses for sin, justifying sin is not repentance. Yeah. That's good. And that's human nature. Yep. It is human nature absolutely to justify what I've done. Yep. To make an excuse why I did it. There's no room for justification, no room for excuses. It's room for honesty. Yep. Honesty, first of all, with God, then honesty with yourself. And if you truly repented, there's a load lifted off when you release that yes. because it deals with something called confession. Yes. Repentance brings forth confession. Confession really happens in this process. What is confession? Well, Romans 10.10 says, by the mouth confession is made. Uh, scriptures also tell us to confess our faults, our trespasses, or biblically our sins, one with the other. Of course, careful how we do that. But when we're when we repent, there's there's a there's a, a different process, and you brought this out well, from the beginning believers, except in Christ, to those that are uh, seasoned Christians and and uh, uh, need to repent. Uh, really, I believe on a, a steady basis. Absolutely, uh, it keeps us cleaned out. Yes, it does. Keeps us sanctified when we repent, but yep. how can we ever repent when we never get the full meaning of what it's even talking about? If it's just a word to us, we ain't gonna ever arrive. No. Well, and many times when people walk up here, I just kind of cringe because when they leave, I wonder, did you really get it? Because they've seen it or they've been led or they've been taught, well, all you got to do is say this. Right. And you know, I know there's, there's argument and, and disagreement to what I just said, but it's more than just saying a few words. Yes. It's a heart process. It's Amen. something between the individual and God in their heart that brings them to the recognition and knowledge that they've been sinful. And it's okay to confess that. 
That's what brings you forth to the point of salvation. There has to be re repentance, a uh, uh, confession to the to the the ultimate salvation, and both of those are necessary ingredients, uh, but not just a word. Not just a word. Mm -hmm. uh, let me read something here out of uh, Matthew chapter three, verse one. It says, "In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye." For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Who was getting ready to arrive? Jesus. Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Well, I'm going to take that on further. Repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. These things about to wrap up. Signs are all around us. Right. And, you know, what did Paul say? It'd be terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. It would be a terrible thing for me to preach to you and myself be a castaway. Uh, amen. Or myself never make it. Yeah. When the trumpet sounds, all this, and I'm the one that's left. So, again, repentance is a, a, a very necessary, uh, constant thing in our spiritual lives. Somebody else? Tom. I know from my, <coughs> my personal experience is, of course, you know. There's some sins are easier spotted than others. It's like sexual immorality or impurity or whatever the other the long list of stuff in like Galatians. But then idolatry, that's one that I've had to deal with on and off here and there from video games to television. Television, I'm, I'm have to take a break from that. But even TV shows and movies to music, I mean, it goes down the gamut. Could uh, football, sports, entertainment in general, it's just. They're, 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 there's something particular the Lord's asking me to get rid of now and I'm like really? I'm like, I've lost all this other stuff but this too? But <laughs> I'm like and it's bugging me but it's not bugging me and I, I know I'll let it go but I, I don't know how he's going to want me to let it go but it's just things that you have in your life and it's like if you, if you don't love it more than me then just let it go and it's like, like that's hard sometimes but he knows that he wants all of your love he's jealous Mm -hmm. And and knowing the breakdown of the word sin, I mean that that's a whole long list of things. You can go through this book and find many different things, but there's individual sins for each person. And I think that that's probably one of the main reasons in the church the Lord's asking people to let go of certain things. They just don't want to let them go. And I I'm guilty of that myself. Sure. As like he tells me it's like, you need to let that go. We need to let this go. I will. Just give me a second. It's like no, don't, don't, just, don't say that. Just, just do it. Let it go. It's like, but, but I don't see what it's hurting anything. It's like, yeah, you just need to let it go. That, that's complicated sometimes. For me, it is. It's, uh, it's always rewarding though, because scripturally back it up. But if God asks you to take something and throw it away, He's going to give you something a whole lot oh, better yeah, in this place. Again, it goes back to being sensitive. Uh, I'll say super sensitive to the Spirit. And we know what we're supposed to do. And that, that goes, <clears throat> I mean, that's tied to repentance. Uh, Holy Spirit dealing with us. There's, there's times where, uh, uh, you know, we may hurt somebody's feelings and just pass it off. Oh, well, they shouldn't have done what they've done. Yeah. Well, is that the proper answer? That's times of repentance. And sometimes, again, repentance is not just to God. It's counted back to that person. Mm -hmm. uh, 
talked to the guy the other day that had really, really, really had a, a hashing out with an individual over something that uh, really, if you think about it, wasn't that huge of a deal, but it really caused a problem. And uh, got convicted driving back to the house and had to turn around and go find that guy. <laughs> mm, yeah. And fall before him in there. tears and say, I, I'm so sorry what I just did. Yeah. So it's huge. Again, that keeps us clean, keeps us forced out. Yep. Sorry. And, I didn't mean to laugh, but I just know that feeling. That's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go back. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. when we're, we're repenting and there's laughter necessary, you know, God probably laughs at us. Yeah. I've known that for a long time. Yeah, you're just not coming around with that. But anyway. Good. This is good comments. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to, and hopefully I'm not wrong either. But when you were, because I think we've talked about this before, but the the couple of times I <clears throat> that I did, I went to church and thought I got saved. But I kind of truly believe, and you know, you you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the first couple times I went, I I just did what they said they did. I didn't really have a, I didn't feel. Jesus, I didn't feel that calling. Uh -huh. So I think it makes a lot of difference if, if you sure. have if you feel him tugging at your heart. Yeah. I think it's a different meaning when you do when you say <clears throat> those words because a lot of people I can go up to anybody and just go, Hey, if you don't want to go to hell, you need to say these words. Mm -hmm. And I kind of felt that's where I was the first couple of times. I just said, Yeah, you know, Lord forgive me of my sins. Didn't I don't feel like I really meant it and then if you don't really mean it then Exactly. You don't really make a change. Yeah. Well, very respectfully, in the in the world of the church, there's a numbers system. And some people get credit by numbers, and the more supposed salvations, they're credited with numbers. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but many times people are led to believe, well, I said that, so I'm, I'm a saved individual and may be just as lost as a goose. Yeah. Uh, it's, again, it's back to what I said earlier, it, it, it requires some thought and some consideration. What, what am I doing here? And an understanding of what it is that that's uh, necessary. So. Uh, just one more comment too. I I, in, I want to tie something into to what we're, we're talking about because they they I think they go hand in hand. When you truly repent, you will you're allowing yourself. Literally, I mean, we're we're ashamed of the things that we've done. I mean, if you understand and know it, we're we're ashamed of it. We don't we don't we don't want to offend God. A lot of times, when when we're not in, a, when we don't want to repent, we're we're hiding from that shame. When you truly repent, that shame comes forth. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just comes to the surface. And for some reason, it's just like there's this atmosphere of no shame now. No shame. Mm -hmm. I got no yeah, shame. I'm do whatever I want. And it's even, I mean, it's even permeated into church. No shame. Mm -hmm. Jesus loves me. But see, that, there's an emotion there. There's something there inside of you that's hardwired, especially spiritually. When you know the Lord and you know the difference between right and wrong, if you're going to really come to the Lord and repent, get ready to feel some shame. You say, well, that's not true, though. Jesus would take away my shame. Yeah, he does, but that's at the repentance point. When you repent, there's all kinds of stuff that's going to come boiling out. There's going to be anger. There's going to be frustration there's going to be all kinds of stuff that just comes boiling out of you when true repentance is brought before the lord yeah you'll feel it all right and yes you'll have to face it for that moment yeah. and i and i think that's it's like people are looking at god like this well more like a gigantic uh cover so you don't have to look at all that stuff and not actually repenting for what you've done and I think that that's one of the things that I've seen that I've, 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 it, to me it's been unpacked. 
His Lord covers, Lord covers my sins. Okay, that's perfectly fine. But have you truly repented of those sins? No, he's, re he's covered them. Like, yeah, you better go back and retrace that and make sure that you are sorry for what you've done. You've repented of it. I've been in prayer before. I've been in prayer just as happy as could be. And then conviction. Man. And repent right there on the spot. The Holy Spirit brought that to me. And, I, and immediately, what did I feel? You know what I felt? I felt guilt. Immediately, I felt it. It's like, well, that wasn't the Lord. That was the devil. No. <laughs> no, I repented. That's authentic. That's the authenticity of repentance is you're going to feel the shame come through. No, you're not going to live with it. Yeah, the devil will try to bring it up after that day. But I think that we've got to be okay with when we come to the Lord and repent, that we're okay with being raw and undone, broken. And, and, and if there's things locked away inside of us, we're okay with letting those things flow on, flow on out. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a word there. Uh, guilt will have its perfect way if left to remain. Yeah, absolutely. Guilt and a life if it's left to remain. See, this is the remedy. Repentance is the remedy for guilt. Because guilt will affect your health. It'll affect your mind. It'll affect your life. It'll affect everything about you. But when one truly repents and confesses, guess where guilt goes? What I say about completely liberated and like a prisoner being set loose. It's gone. Remission. Remission means it's gone and released. And it's I've seen so many people that it's just it's just like they just they have such a joy. Mm-hmm. And just such a release that they're just overwhelmed. Yeah. And it's great to see repentance work. Yeah. Go ahead and then we're gonna close down and take care of out of the business. Well when I when I got saved, well, before I got saved, I, I was uh, a vulgar person. My speech was vulgar. And after I got saved, I was always afraid I was going to say something. And I was always on my guard. And then as after years went by, I didn't have to watch it so much. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I had to watch it there first because old habits are hard to break. Sure. Yeah. Flesh tries to ride. And, and, and things, I won't tell you what, things will come out of that mouth before you know it. <laughs> Yeah. And I watched myself, I don't know for how many years, because I was afraid when I did, uh, you know, go talking to people, that, you know, and it, it finally I, I under I come to a point to, you know, I don't talk that way. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That's that's the work of the Lord, and through the repentance and confession. And, and uh, you know I can add to that real quick, uh, Brother Denton Sharp. Y'all remember yeah. uh, them that came here? You talked about an instant mouth cleansing. That old man got one at 90 years old. Yeah. And when he got saved, buddy, I'm telling you what, he he was just it was just amazing to him that he didn't use any more profanity because God. But that's that's great, Brother Jim. That's part of the process. Okay. Thank you all for all the comments. Uh, I wish there were more.